Welcome to the Meal Mentor Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay S. Nixon. This is the 10th episode in the Copilot series where we can chat about making the plant-based lifestyle a little more doable, especially while facing the common challenges and roadblocks we all face on our journey to better health and weight loss. Today's guest is a longtime meal plan user and a fabulous example of our mantra, progress, not perfection. In fact, she started transitioning seven years ago, and we'll talk a lot about that, but the big topics are constipation and sinusitis, which is sort of a fun word for sinus infection, which isn't so fun, and how adopting a plant-based diet basically cured her of both. And she also lost a little bit of weight without trying, so that's a nice bonus. So please join me in giving a big welcome to Katie. Hi, Katie. Hi, Lindsay. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you so much for reaching out and offering to be on the podcast today. Chronic constipation is something I think a lot of people suffer from, and sometimes they don't even know it. I was talking with my assistant earlier today, and we both said, you know, it's amazing that it wasn't until we went plant-based and started going more frequently that we realized we had been constipated. And I think the same is true for like sinus infections as well, is it's kind of billed as part of this normal human experience, but you don't have to have these things and, and you don't anymore. And so we're going to talk about that. And I think, I think you're going to help a lot of people today. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's totally, you hit the nail on the head. I didn't realize that everyone else was pooping more. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. Because you don't talk about it. Right, no, because it's like one of those things. And it's funny because I get more emails about poop than anything else. I mean, bar none, I get several poop emails a day and my friends all laugh. And I'm like, but think about it. It's like you really never talk about it with your friends. You don't even really talk about it with your mom who used to yeah. clean your poop off your butt when you were a baby. Like exactly. it's just something we don't talk about, but we should because it's uncomfortable and you don't have to feel that way. Right, yeah, I was actually just talking with my mom about this situation and how happy I am that I'm finally you know regular because I was thinking back at my childhood and I can't remember a time that I was regular like my whole life I went like once maybe twice a week if I was lucky and it was probably really painful for you at that point yeah and it was like I've had in college I remember I was taking four to five fiber pills plus a stool softener three times a day. And I was, that was just to get me to poop twice a week. It was like horrible. Uh, It was terrible. And every time I talked to a doctor about it, it was the same thing. It was eat more fiber, drink more water, do more exercise. And those are so abstract. Right. (laughs) What's more? Like, I feel like I'm drinking a lot of water and, but now that I see how much fiber my body really wants, now that I'm eating whole food plant-based, it's like I obviously wasn't getting enough fiber back then. Well, um, and there's a lot of research showing, too, that the fake fiber like that's in these fiber pills or even the kind of fiber they add to cereals or granola bars just so they can market it as like fiber rich, like the kind of fake processed fiber doesn't really work the same way either. Right. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Like the whole is better than the sum of the parts. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that was one of the things that I realized in a funny way, because I started buying this cereal that was fiber enriched and because my husband had IBS and it made me have really bad like bowel issues and pain and extreme gas. And so I like 
went and Googled like cereal, that cereal name plus gas. And I ended up finding tons and tons of forums where this was happening to other people who never had these problems before. Like they otherwise had normal GI, no issues. And so then I did, did more research and that's when I started coming across all of the information that these fiber pills, these fiber drinks, these fibers added to whether it's cereal or granola bar or anything that's marketed as rich in fiber now can actually make can make you have these problems or make it worse in situations for people like yourself that had chronic constipation. Yeah. So, yeah, the long story short, though, is that now since I've been plant-based, it's only been within the last year since I really committed to plant whole foods plant-based um, that I'm like clockwork every morning, 9 o'clock, I have my BM and, <laughs> and you're happy. <laughs> yeah. So actually let's talk about that. So you pretty much started transitioning seven years ago. Yeah. So it actually, so my initial dietary change happened because of my constipation. Um, I found that beef was, or, you know, red meat, dark red meat was making me more constipated than anything else. So, um, I cut that out of my life. Uh, I, I grew up by, in a pescatarian household. Like my mom, we had lots of cheese, a little bit of fish, but not much. I only ate meat when I was out of the house. Okay. Um, so my mom didn't cook meat. Um, so yeah, when I went to college and I didn't know how to cook meat, I ate it less and less and that made it less and less t- tolerable for me. So I, when I would go out and get a Big Mac, I would pay, You'd pay for, for it in the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah, 2007 I stopped eating beef, um, and then in 2010 I had. It's like you just said. I every winter I would get this horrible sinus infection, and I just thought it was normal. I was living at a cold climate, and I was in college. I had stress, and I just thought that's what happened. So, um, it was, uh, I had just graduated college and I was working in a really stressful situation and I had a sinus infection that lasted or what I thought was a sinus infection that lasted for five months and four rounds of antibiotics. Oh my God. And it was horrible. And I, I had gone to work and I had taken this antibiotic and it had given me this metallic taste in my mouth. So it it was making me sick and I had to go home from work and I called my mom crying and just, she said, you know, when you were a baby, you were allergic to milk. It gave you ear infections. Why don't you just try for two weeks giving up milk, any milk products. And if it works, great. If it doesn't work, we'll go back to the clinic and get another round of antibiotics. And within a week, it was totally gone. Um, that's incredible. It was so, and at, at the end of the two weeks, I had my like cheat day where I had fettuccine Alfredo and donuts <laughs> and <pizza>. You went crazy. <laughs> I went crazy. But within a half hour of eating dairy again, I had the, the sinus pressure, the, just this unbearable pressure, you know, behind your mm-hmm. cheekbones. Um and it's and, so, if you've never had a sinus infection, it's excruciating. I don't even yeah. know how to describe it to someone else other than that it's just so miserable, unbearable, and there's nothing you can do to feel better. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, it was awful. Um, but good news, since I stopped eating dairy uh, five years ago, I haven't, 
I've had one sinus infection that was a result of a cold. Um, but, you know, for having used to have gotten them, you know, every single year, I think five years without one is a pretty good, with only one is a pretty good track record. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And I'm sure the one you had, too, is probably still not as awful as oh, they yeah, were before. Oh, no, yeah, it went right away away with um, with antibiotics, whereas the other ones weren't actually sinus infections because it was just mucus being produced by my body as a reaction to this thing that I was allergic to. And I hear this all the time, and it's why I always say if you can't do anything else, get dairy out of the diet. Even if you can't give up meat, just get rid of the dairy because it is linked to so many things from, you know, migraines to skin issues. And um, that was my husband. He was like you. He got this horrible sinus infection. And in college and high school, he would sometimes miss one and two weeks of school. And as an adult, he would waste our, our vacation days a lot of the time because he would blow through his sick days and then he would still be just too sick with a sinus infection. Infection, and he would get them two or three times a year. And like you, he's like, well, it's the winter and it's cold or it's, um, you know, that seasonal change and everyone with allergies gets, you know, this is the normal thing. And then he got off dairy and it never happened again. And he yeah. was like, I can't believe I didn't have to have those things. Yeah, it it felt like, duh, why didn't yeah. I do this? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So you said that about seven, eight years ago, you gave up beef. And then um, I guess uh, three years after that, you gave up dairy. But what about other animal products? And Uh, like, what was your other transition? Yeah. So in January 2013, my husband and I were watching um, The Educated on Netflix. And we just kind of with for the animal factory farming scenes after that we kind of looked at each other and said I don't think I can eat meat anymore um so we both decided to go vegan at that point my husband since has returned to eggs and dairy um he's in the military and he has a really hard time just being a vegetarian um in the military but he I only cook you know whole foods plant-based and so he only eats eggs and dairy when he's out of the house um so yeah, January 2013, we went vegan, and then about six months after that, I educated myself a little bit more on the oil aspect of things, mm-hmm. and um, committed to cutting out oil slowly. It was like, I'm going to make one recipe that'll last us a couple days, and then the next week I'd make two or three recipes, and it was... It was a slow progression, but it, it was perfect timing. It was right before my wedding, and I lost 12 pounds. Oh, wow. That's exercising. I was like, oh, I'm going to have to exercise because my wedding's coming up. And then I cut out oil, and I didn't have to do anything. That's so amazing. That. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I didn't lose any weight at all when I just went vegan. But when I just dropped oil, I lost 12 pounds. That's amazing. Like that. Yeah, not bad at all. Yeah. So, and then since then, I've had a, a couple, you know, slip-ups. I, I uh, was working part-time at uh, a vegan restaurant that has lots of, you know, deep-fried garden products and stuff like that. So <laughs> I was not – and we got a free meal with every – it's possible to eat well there, but it was 
it was hard to resist. Yeah, it's free. It's funny when you had emailed me and you said that you worked there, and so you you, you kind of lost a little of your traction because you know they have a lot of deep fried foods. And it's funny because I've had to go there a few times for business meetings, and I was like, "This is like a vegan junk. It's basically like a yeah. vegan McDonald's, and the food is really good." But I was like, "This is not something you can eat at regularly." Because I ordered a kale salad, which I thought was going to be really healthy and delicious, and it came out like covered in oil and had all these fried things on it. I'm like, but it's supposed to be a kale salad (laughs) yeah yeah and seeing how they prepare everything i was like i guess if i just order two sides of steamed kale that's all that's that's whole food plant-based or you can build your own salad with good stuff but yeah and but it's just a reminder that just because something is vegan doesn't necessarily mean that it's a healthy plant-based choice exactly yeah So one thing that I thought was really interesting is, you know, you gave up the beef and then you gave up the dairy, but you still had constipation. Yeah, yeah, I still had it. So I was still eating um, chicken and turkey and eggs, but and it was still just as bad as it had ever been. You know, it got a little bit better with when I cut out the beef, but basically my body still just didn't like what I was eating. And so was it when you went vegan or was it vegan and oil free? Like when did the constipation, like when did you finally not have chronic constipation? It's the oil free. And I've realized that since, since November, since I really committed to the meal plans, hundred percent. Um, if I slip and I have oil, I it's, that's what sends me to the bathroom. It's fat or, you know, what doesn't send me to the bathroom. <laughs> right. It's, it's high fat foods. Yeah, the same thing happens to me. I'm the reverse is that if I eat something that's really high fatty, it it really, especially if it has oil, um, it really hurts my stomach. I get really bloated often for two days. And then I either, like you, I can't go or I have to go immediately. And then I, it's like I can't leave the bathroom all night. So I, it's like a luck of the dry. either get to be constipated or I end up having to go all the time. And it's amazing to me that like you said, you just eat it that one time and you immediately feel it. And I'm like, I can't believe I used to, cause I used to have so many like bathroom issues and stomach issues. And I would not want to go out with my friends because I would start to worry, like, would I be able to find a bathroom? And especially when I was living in New York city, you know, there aren't a lot of public bathrooms and you it's you would think because it's New York City and there's tons and tons of places, but a lot of like restaurants won't let you use their bathroom or sh- their stores. There's just not like places you can dip in to go to the bathroom. And so I'd be like, I can't go out tonight because I don't know if I'm going to be able to find a bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, now that I feel like I've fully detoxed from all the bad stuff. Anytime I introduce a little bit of oil or, you know, it's very obvious. Like, my body and I are very finely in tune right now. <laughs> right. Where, like, white flour and oil just kill me. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's good you know that, too, because it makes you not want to eat those things because you can stop for a moment and think about what it's going to do, and you're like, you know, it's just not worth that pain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we were at one of our favorite Thai restaurants recently, and I was going back and forth on ordering these uh, like spicy noodles that I know have oil in them or ordering a dish with steamed vegetables and getting the sauce on the side. And I had that exact thought of like, I don't want to pay, pay for this decision. The, the steamed veggies taste just as good with a little baby bit of the sauce. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It helps you make good choices when you sort of think about the long term. 
Yeah, and I think that's a, an important part of this journey is getting to the point where you know your body. Like, know. I always say when I when I'm going to bed or when my husband says he's tired, I just say I say listen to your body. And, <laughs> um, you know, if you want to go to bed at eight thirty, that's fine. That's what your body needs. Um, so I think that yeah, I've learned my body's cues big time. Your husband and you also have two pugs, right? Yes, we yes. do. I have two pugs, too, and yours are also vegetarian, right? Yes. Yeah, that was kind of a, a struggle with getting my husband on board with that. We had to do a lot of research. Um, but they love... Um, I haven't gotten them to completely whole foods, plant-based. I can't figure out what foods... Since we got the second one, the first the first one would eat anything that I put in front of her. <laughs> That's a, a pug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, I give them one of their meals a day is a bunch of raw veggies. Um, and the rest is a vegetarian kibble. Which is, and that's the great thing is most dogs can be vegan or vegetarian because they're not obligate carnivores like cats. And a lot of dogs actually do better on a vegetarian or even a vegan diet. My dogs both had chronic skin issues, chronic allergies. They were constantly biting their hands. Their wrinkles got dirty. Their ears were always filled with goo. And these are common problems with pugs, but also small dogs in general. And I hadn't even thought like, oh, I should change my dog's diet. I was just giving it like this expensive Whole Foods kibble, you know, thinking I was a good pet mom. Mm-hmm. But then my my uh, veterinarian said, you know, we should probably put your dogs on like a vegetarian formula because of all their issues and see if it clears up. And I was like, oh, why didn't, why didn't I think of that? And sure enough, it was the same thing. And both my dogs, they didn't necessarily have constipation, but sometimes it was real hard for them to go too. Like we would walk and walk and walk. And I'm like, I know you need to poop. Like you haven't pooped since yesterday. I know you need to poop. And they would often have gas too. And it was you know, really stinky. And I don't think they were very comfortable, but all that went away too. And it's just like, it's amazing how much food can really affect the way your body works. And with my boy dog, he was like a whole new dog when we switched his kibble. Yeah. Yeah. They thankfully, I mean, we've had them on this, basically they're, they're pretty young. They're about a year old. So, Oh, babies. Yeah. So they're just, um, their whole life have known good food and I'm I'm glad about that oh don't you wish that was true for us <laughs> yeah yeah I definitely wish that I've seen on the the Facebook group some people with uh struggling with getting their their children to eat mm-hmm. um and I just think how lucky the kids are that they get to eat healthy from the get-go and they don't have to go through what the rest of us went through and you know the chronic constipation and the sinusitis and stuff like that Yeah. And my sister, I mean, she spent her whole life stuffed up with a stuffy nose and thought that was her reality. Like she just, you know, lost some genetic battle in which she was going to have always not be able to breathe. And she was never able to like run. Like she couldn't do 5k. She couldn't really even walk for charity because she couldn't breathe because she was so stuffed up all the time. And then, um, you know, she's not anymore because she is vegan and plant-based, but my sister I mean she's like I wish I could get those you know 26 years back yeah. and it's like oh gosh I am so jealous of people who will never know that yeah because yeah. all this education's out there now yeah definitely so one thing um 
you mentioned earlier was that your husband went vegan with you and he's in the military, which I can understand is probably very difficult. And I've actually, um, in our Herbie of the Week series, we have a guy, Tebin, who's in the army and he talked about it. And it was the same thing for him as he does the best he can to stay plant-based. But at the same time, he sometimes is out on like camp, like they're out uh, camping. I don't know what the term is, but yeah. they go out and do these like mission things out in the woods and it's like he can't starve obviously so he has to have some dairy or eggs at that point but um what about the rest of your family have they been supportive and have they said anything i mean you've had these great changes you're no longer constipated and stuffed up all the time so they must at least notice you're thriving yeah yeah so um i think they are noticing my mom so she's went from pescatarian she has dropped dairy and she's dropped um seafood and she still occasionally will have eggs. Um, but she cured a lot of her. She had some kidney problems. She was eating way too much protein. Her kidneys were kind of failing to um, process all the protein she was eating. So she had to kind of go to a low protein um, diet, vegan diet for a while. And since then, she, yeah, she's added a little bit of egg back but she very proudly calls herself vegan even though she doesn't really <laughs> stick to it but I well and it's cute. funny because protein is one of those things where if you tell someone even if you're just vegetarian not even vegan they're like well where do you get your protein and your mom basically was and she still ate yeah. too much protein it's like we really need so little and too much protein of any kind especially from animal products is really taxing on the kidneys and i'm sad to hear that happen to your mom yeah, yeah but i'm really glad she's um, you know, figured it out and she's pretty, um, she's still, she's my biggest challenge with not believing me about oil being bad for you. <laughs> she, uh, you know, I, I feel like maybe there was so much advertising back in the fifties and sixties about oil being good for you. I'm not sure why, but she just, can't seem to accept it yeah I had I struggled that with my parents and I still do and um because like they're really good about not using oil when they're cooking like they don't cook with oil and they actually use the meal plans too but um they still like have earth balance in their fridge and they'll like spread it on toast or you know um sometimes they'll put it with their vegetables or something and they just don't get it they're just like but it it's a struggle sometimes with them too but I do think because those studies after, I think it was the Second World War, um, were first starting to kind of pop up about how the Mediterranean was so healthy. And so everyone thought it was olive oil. And so all of this olive oil marketing came out and it was like, olive oil, olive oil, olive oil, no butter, no butter. Olive oil is great and it's heart healthy. And that just like continued. And it's still, yeah. you'll still hear it. Now I'm you're hearing things like, oh, well, if you want to be able to assimilate the nutrients in your salad, you have to put olive oil on the salad. It's like, no, you do not need to have oil yeah. to get the nutrition out of lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> what? I mean, but yeah, that's, that's like crazy. what you hear now. But I do. I think that the olive the oil started to become really marketed and because it's so cheap and there's such a high margin of profit it it made sense that was another reason why it was so pushed during our parents generation and it's just continued since and it's just like repeat it's almost like brainwashing in some extent same thing with milk when people are like oh you need milk for strong bones despite the fact that study after study shows that milk makes your bones weak yeah yeah my my doctor actually just told me that 
And she said, well, make sure you're taking a calcium supplement if you're not drinking milk. I said, okay, well, I'll take it in the form of kale. Right? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's amazing how in the medical – and I – you know, and that's the thing is I believe these doctors mean well, but – it's something like less than 30% of medical schools teach nutrition. And even those that do, it's an elective. So most doctors don't take it at all. So they just don't know. Yeah. And it's so, oh, healthcare is self-care. That's what yeah. I always try to drive home. So one last thing is you mentioned you've been using the meal plans since November. And for a timestamp is we're now in March. So what, how, how has it been different for you using the meal plans? Like how has your life and your health changed? Um, so... Life-wise, I I started working back at an office after working from home for like 10 months. So I needed, for the first two weeks when I was working in the office, we were eating out so much and I hated it. We were spending so much money. I was just so dirt tired when mm-hmm. I got home. I just couldn't even think about what I wanted to cook, let alone planning what I wanted to buy on the whenever I go grocery shopping. So um, I decided to commit when you did the, um, like, a Cyber Monday sale. And uh, it has been awesome. It's so good. I I love it. It's, um, I I love, it's kind of like a challenge on the weekends to see. And I'm getting really fast at cooking all the the meals on one day. Yay! um, Yeah, I used to split it up over two days. But I've gotten, and the, the new prep sheets and everything have made it so much easier oh that's good to hear yeah Yeah. and if anyone's listening I actually taped myself cooking all the meals like seven meals in an hour well I'm I'm super fast but (laughs) which can be helpful to watch too yeah and um so yeah having more time having the time when I go home from work you know after working eight hours a day plus a commute um you go home the last thing you want to think of is standing in front of a hot stove trying to figure out what what to make Mm -hmm. um so yeah I love I love having everything done. I love being able to say to my husband, take some food in the morning right. for work because then I know that he's not going to Subway and getting a cheese sandwich or, you know, whatever else, wherever else the military guys decide to go where he, yeah, can't get healthy food. Um, well, and he'd have to spend that money. And it really does add up. Even if you only buy a $3 sandwich, by the end of the week, you're approaching 20 bucks. Yeah, yeah. So, um and my new work is really close to a vegan restaurant, and I really want to avoid that temptation <laughs> right. to know that, yeah, to know that I have something in the fridge and it's delicious. Um, and it's also, you know, saved, a, yeah, so saving the money of not going out, but also saving the money of, like, buying things in bulk and stocking the pantry. Um, I feel like it's, I haven't done the math, but I feel like it's saved us a good bit of money on our grocery bill. Oh, I'm glad to hear that too. Yeah. And then I also, yeah. So, um, health wise, I've, uh, gone down a pants size. Woo! I, yeah. Yeah. I was, um, right before I started committing to the meal plans, I bought a size six and they're too loose for me now. Yay! My size four skinny pants are like fitting just fine. I'm wearing them today actually. Woohoo! So yeah, but it's definitely, I'm still at the verge. So like if I get all bloated from eating oil, the next day I can't wear my skinny pants. 
And it's amazing how much it really can affect you. Like that is one thing that really has surprised me is like when you do that, like when you get that bloating, it really makes a, like it makes a bigger abdomen. And I'm the same way. There are certain clothes that no longer fit me comfortably um, when I'm having that kind of a bloating feeling. And it's like, wow, how many years of my life did I walk around with like a poochy tummy and I didn't need it? Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I've just, you know, generally slimmed down a little bit. My husband even said one time, you're looking slim and trim. Oh, and he's, what a sweetie. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like I didn't really try very hard. It's like, it was an effort to, you know, it's an effort to commit to the meal plans and an effort to go shopping every week and not, and to avoid the temptations that are all around us. But I feel like the meal plans made it really easy and I don't want to tell anyone who'll listen about <laughs> listen, it. Yeah. And that's, you know, it is effort, but we all do need to, you know, still eat at the end of the day. And most of us still do some cooking. But I think the key is, is you didn't have to go to the gym. You didn't have to go work out. You didn't have to go spend an hour, an hour and a half every day to get these results. All you had to do is cook healthy food. Yeah, definitely. It's like food's 80%, I think food or more I don't know I haven't done any exercise and I've managed to lose which and like you said you're working eight hours and you're commuting and you're coming home exhausted so the last thing you want to do is then schlep to the gym right exactly so yeah that's been a big uh, benefit from the meal plan and I always say you can't exercise off a bad diet anyway because I I learned that you just can't run off a jelly donut there's just that doesn't work (laughs) I tried I so tried in my old life yeah, um, whenever um, I'm around my family and I see they just eat garbage and then expect that they're going to be able to just go to the gym a little bit more next week. And it's like you can't just continue to eat crap and then and do like change one tiny little thing, get a, a little bit more exercise. You just can't eat. You can't eat like that. You can't live like that. Yeah. And it's not even just about like the weight or the way you look. It's you just don't feel good either when you eat that way. You have to eat healthy foods to feel energized and just to feel well, like you said, or you could be chronically constipated. Yeah. Yeah. Sick all the time. Yeah, which I think like I said, so many people I know my dad, when my parents it's been three years, just over three years now that my parents have been plant based and I remember like the first week my dad called me because he was alarmed, truly alarmed that he pooped every day. Yeah, it it can be shocking when you've gone your whole life without that. And he's like, but no, Lindsay, I mean, when I say I pooped, I mean, I am sure there's nothing left in there. I'm like, yes, yeah. it was a clean, full elimination. That's how it's supposed to be. Congratulations, buy more toilet paper. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and he was just like, I don't know. But then now he's like, well, I like it. Yeah. You know, yeah. it but, feels good to know that it's like, yeah. You're like, oh, I cleaned. Spring cleaning just happened. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I'm the same way. I'm just like, and if it doesn't happen, I'm like, wait. What's wrong? What did I do? What did I do? Yeah. And um, I love to also famously tell the story of my husband's friend who is extremely an omnivore and thinks that we're crazy. Mm. He um, came to our house and weighed himself. And then he went to the bathroom and he lost four pounds. That's crazy. Because he basically was like, I haven't been able to poop. I haven't been able to poop. And so I fed him like kale with hot sauce because that stimulates Mm -hmm. bowel movements. And I think he was drinking coffee. And I think I gave him like a potato and something else. And sure enough, like I thought, it worked its magic. And when in in an hour he needed to poop. And so he did. And he lost four pounds. And I was like, that's that's how much crap you were literally holding. 
Yeah, I can't even imagine how much I used to have inside of me when I was only going like once a week. Yeah. And I was just like, and it gets compacted. And like you said, you were needing to take stool softeners just to make it not extremely painful when you pass. And it still, it really does still hurt because I remember it used to hurt me and I would sometimes have blood and it would freak me out. And I'd call my doctor and she would say, you know, just go more. Oh, great. (laughs) I want to. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, Katie, I appreciate you so much talking with us today and sharing your experience. I know it's going to really help a lot of people feel that it's not just them, that this does happen and it doesn't have to happen, which is the main thing. Is there anything else you'd like to tell everyone thinking about either using the meal plans or even just going no oil plant-based before you go? Okay. Yeah. My coworker um, recently told me uh, to be bold with, uh, just be confident, be bold, speak my mind. Um, And so... I've been viewing that kind of as a personal challenge to myself um, to be more forthcoming about the things that are going well in my life, which is especially this diet. So anytime I'm feeling excited about what I'm eating or uh, just feeling energized because I've been eating healthy or I am going to try to tell the people around me how great this way of living is and why they should do it too without you know just be an example of energy and fiber yeah absolutely and you can do that leading by example is the best way way of of living yeah yeah i love that i love that idea of being bold and it's like you said you don't have to be preachy you can just lead by example you can nudge along in a positive way and if you are thriving and loving your life and really like you said enjoying your meal people are going to take notice and they're going to be curious and they're want to want to know what your secret is or like oh what are you eating why are you if you're sitting there having a great time like "Mm, mm, this is so good people are going to ask you about it you know it's all about like you said putting out that energy that's so attractive that it like lures others in yeah yeah I have a coworker whose office is near mine and he always stops by to see what I've got um I don't think we've ever talked about the specifics of what I eat but when I say you know I've got chickpea pot pie soup or you know the the sweet potato gumbo he's like oh that sounds really good (laughs) and those are two very popular meal plan recipes I love that you picked those two they were so popular with the members yeah yeah um, well, they were popular with my coworkers smelling them. In my <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, just be bold and be in the example of positivity that you want to see. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Well, thank you again so much, Katie, for being on the podcast. You're welcome. Thank you.